And I'm Karen Wright. It is 9.35 and it is time for our Master Gardener segment. Usually it's Gardening with Barb. This morning it's Gardening with Karen and Mary. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. Uh, this morning I am I have Mary Walker. She is one of the Minnesota River Valley Master Gardeners. And she hasn't been with a group that long. She's been here about five years. She moved in the area originally from Michigan, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, came from Upper Michigan. And you have been gardening for over 80 years. I think that's true. Let's talk about how did you get started into gardening? Because I've been gardening for over 50 years since I was a little girl. And is that kind of how you started too? Very much so. Yeah, my um, parents were uh, always had a garden. And uh, when I was about, well, during the war years, we had a victory garden in suburban Chicago, which many people did. But that was the beginning, I think, of uh, really seriously realizing that you could grow things to eat. But my mother was the flower person, and so we always had both kinds of gardens. So you were, as a kid, did you help out? Oh, I most certainly did. I remember my first job uh, as a kid was my dad would hold um, the hole the holes for potatoes and then you know we'd have this little bucket with the eyes that we had cut off and he would always say make sure you put the eye part up and if mm-hmm. one was kind of small or didn't look very good he said why don't you put two in there and then our mm-hmm. job was uh, you know putting the dirt back on and then tamping it down so we jump up and down and that was my first memory do you have any first memories from your days uh, not so much in the vegetables but with the flowers my dad loved the Latin names for flowers. So oh, okay. as a little kid, I learned scabiosa and portulaca and, you know, all of the Latin names for things, which is really kind of a fun thing to remember now. That is, because I know a lot of times they say, well, if you're going to, especially if you're in a master gardener, use the use the scientific name so people know exactly what you mm-hmm. mean, right? Mm-hmm. And now do you still garden today? You know, you you live in a co-op, you told me. Yes, I do. Um, When we moved from Michigan, we came here and um, stayed in an apartment for a year or so and then moved into Willowbrook. My kids said, oh, Mom, what are you going to do without your own garden? Yeah. But I told them that I've never met anyone who uh, said they didn't want someone to come and weed, so I knew I was safe (laughs) and... Um, I had joined the Twilight Garden Club, which takes care of the gardens in um, Hubbard House. And they're beautiful, yeah. They are. And that's a really dedicated group of gardeners and are always looking for more gardeners. Um, But it's a really nice cooperative between the city and um, the Garden Club, where the Garden Club plans the gardens and uh, orders the plants. But the city then... Uh, buys the plants and provides them for us, and they do a lot of backup with us. So it's a very nice cooperative in, effort. In the Twilight Garden Club, you mean, at the, at the Hubbard House? At the Hubbard House. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm just curious, how is that different from the Minnesota River Valley Master Gardeners? Because I've heard of it, but I honestly don't know what exactly that is. So let's chat a little bit about that so people who aren't familiar with that maybe can, maybe they want to join. Um, oh, I sure hope Cause, so. Because you don't have to be a Master Gardener to do that. No, you do not. Just love gardening? That's right. And uh, there's a lot of very experienced gardeners there uh, who will certainly help anyone who um, is a novice, and we also welcome those who have a lot of experience. Um, it's nice because we plan uh, the gardens, um, and then we weed uh, and take care of them and deadhead. and uh, So it's a project that goes through the summer. And how many people are involved with that? Is it... 
full-time I, volunteers? I mean, do they, like, do some come and go? Do some, like, regulars? Or? We have um, probably 20-some people who are regular. Mm-hmm. Um, and on Tuesdays, we all meet down there, those of us who are available, and um, interact, and um, also, and then weed and do whatever. So in the so summer? It, or yeah, the, yeah, in the, the summer. So it's a group thing, too. And sure. then we have meetings uh, once a month. Is there a fee to join? Is it you know? Is it just you come and go as yeah, you want? I think it's ten dollars. Oh, so it's, it's really more very, the interest. Well, that's that's yeah. good. If they want to join that group, how would they do that? Just call the Harvard House, or they would certainly direct their to the right person. Yeah. Okay, good to know. Well. Yeah. You came on, we were going to chat about something that I think is near and dear to us as gardeners. It's what are some of our favorite things, maybe as gardeners, that you want to get as a gift or give as a gift because Christmas time's coming. And so I know you prepared a list, Mary, that let's let's have you start talking I about. did prepare a list, and you might be surprised at the very first thing on my list, which is a trug or a large plastic tub with handles. Um, I have found that that is one of the most useful tools that uh, I have, and I take it with me all the time. You can use it um, for yard waste, obviously, as you're pulling up things. But also, if you're transplanting, you can put the dirt that you're digging out into that truck, and then when you've got the plant in there, you can just pour the dirt back on, uh, and you, you get it all back in there, which is recommended now when we transplant to use the native soil. Now, so when you say trug, wouldn't a wheelbarrow work? Or, or a it would, but I love my trug. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, my sister actually kind of introduced me to that because I never had really, she had one of these. Hers was one that's a pop-up kind. You know, some mm-hmm. of them they've got that are plastic and some are kind of a canvas. And so mm-hmm. you can actually flatten and then it pops up. And it was really very handy to throw, like you said, if you're deadheading or if you're doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so a trug, and you can get those, I know, online or in stores. Right. Gardener Supply um, is a catalog company that has those. Uh, and get the biggest one that you can find because um, you will use it. Another use, if you're having a party, you can throw ice in there and oh. put all your drinks in there. Um, ice cream. I've, d- I've used them for really lots of different sure. things. So yeah. a trug, that's a good, that's a good yeah. one I, that Barbara and I hadn't talked about, so that's one. All right, how about some okay. other ones, Mary? Um, a tool bag or a tote, um, something where your garden friend can put all of his or her tools and, you know, bring them around with you. There's lots of different kinds that you well, can find online. Well, I know, I've seen, like my sister has one that's a belt that mm-hmm. she wears around that she puts them in there, but I would never do that because if I bend over, I stab myself with tools. So. I bend over all the time, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't do so, that either. So, yeah. what, so what is your tote like? Mine is, is just like a little satchel, a oh. little bag that I carry around, and I've had it for years and years, and it's... Um, it is very useful, and it seems to expand with the number of tools I keep adding. So, now, does it have wheels? Because I've seen some that have wheels. I have two, but mine doesn't. Mine just, it does yeah. not. You know, yeah. that would probably be a good thing I should get. And if my husband's listening, maybe he should get one because one of the things that he always has to do after I'm in the yard, he will. I'll come in the house, and he'll go back out and basically follow where he knows I was, and he'll find things I forgot. <laughs> Oh, that is so true. What would we do without them to pick up after <laughs> us? <laughs> exactly. Well, that's a great idea. How about some others? Um, a kneeling pad, a thick two inches at least for a kneeling pad. 
and wide enough for your knees and a little extension there to be comfortable. There are some benches that um, have a kneeling pad down and then some handles on the side. Yeah, I have one of those. So it's got yeah. so it's got a kneeling pad and you kneel on it and then the hands and you can help yourself right. up, which I have found really great. But then you can also flip it over and sit on it. Right. And right. so I know they're a little more expensive. They're probably more than $59. I don't know what they are. They've gone up probably. But yeah, that's one I have found that is great too. But I've also just had the, the cheapy ones you can get like for less than five bucks that are the ones you can put on the ground with right. for your knees. And, right. and I think you're right about being a little more, a little bigger and wider. Uh, certainly, we need to protect our knees because they got to be around for a long time. So the other uh, possibility is knee pads uh, where a person can just strap on a pad on their knee. Some of them are pretty awkward, I They're think. They're stiff. Some of them yeah. are very stiff, and yeah. I always find they slide down and you sweat. So I yeah. not like those. I don't know about you, your experience. I don't uh, have any. I haven't used them, but... A gardener that I know who is really an excellent gardener, she got a pair of pants from Duluth Trading, mm-hmm. and they have a little pocket, and oh. you can just slip the knee pad into the little pocket. Wow. And she she um, makes her living as a uh, landscaper, so she has found that to be very, very useful. Let so. me ask you this. I don't know about you, but almost every single pair of my gardening pants have holes in the knees. Oh, <laughs> I mean, every single one. So if I had that, would and my little pads were in there, would they fall out because I'd have those holes? I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't. don't know. So you don't have any holes in your knees is what you're telling me? That's true because I don't kneel a whole oh, lot. Okay. <laughs> you're not crawling around like I am apparently. Well, I have a strong back and weak knees, so okay. I tend to bend over more at this point. Okay. Uh, All right. That's a great okay. idea. How about N- some others? Next one is gloves. Um, they're... Um, are rose gloves, which are kind of like gauntlets. And uh, if you're doing any pruning of roses, it's really nice to have those. Yeah, and they're usually made of some leather or some yeah. real heavy canvas or something, because mm-hmm. otherwise you'll get those prickers, and there's nothing worse than getting pricked in by a rose uh, oh, thorn, yeah. and they're hard oh, to get yeah. out. Yeah, they are. They are. That and um, just a pair of le- leather gloves, nice pair of leather gloves would be nice. And then the normal work gloves, which are neoprene and um, flexible. Um, so in that would be the type of gloves. Yeah, they almost look like a rubber or, or like a nitrile or whatever they mm-hmm. call them. Those are the ones I use for like digging around so you can have a better feel in the soil, like if you're putting seeds or right. things in like that. But I have found that I will go through dozens of gloves. Oh, me too. Every year. Me too. So that's something, if you want to get your gardener up, a stocking stuffer, you can never go wrong with whatever kind of glove. That is so true. And I do go through a lot of it, I do too. too. You yeah. try to find a cheap source because I know that's going to happen. The nice thing is they're washable. You can throw them in the washing machine. Well, the ones with the, the nitrile and those, mm-hmm. they, they get holes in them, though. I, I don't know about you, but mine wear holes through them if they're oh, like they do. the rubber ones. Yeah, so then you have to throw those. I really had to uh, correct myself. When I gardened in Michigan, it was sandy soil oh. in the northern part of Michigan. And coming here to this clay... I was used to just digging with my hands. You can't do that here. <laughs> no, you're you're like literally clawing, aren't you? I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah for That's, sure. That would be really interesting. I did, did, how did you do that with the, all the sand? Did you have to add a lot of compost and things? You, so, you do. You add a lot of compost and you water a lot more. Okay. Although we watered a lot this last summer here, too. For sure. But uh, that that's the thing that you have to watch. And, of course, here the clay holds so many more nutrients, too, so it's really nice that way. Um, tools. That's the next. And uh, I, 
we all have our favorite tools. All I will say for that is be sure that you get sturdy tools. Don't invest in anything that's not going to last a long time because um, you're disappointed. You dig with a trowel and it falls apart. That's really... You know, a lot of times like Mother's Day or something, they'll have those cute little sets. They'll be these pink yeah, set yeah. of tools, you know, for, oh, buy these for your mom for gardening. And usually they're, I mean, and they are cheap and they will not stand up. And I mean, right. while they look cute, don't waste your money. Yeah, buy something. It, it'll cost more, but it will last a long time. Right, yeah. right. The trowel I have, I've used for, oh, I bet 30 years. It's really a good one. Um, and I have a transplanting trowel that I use, which is narrower than the trowels that you often see. So when you say troweler, is that the one with like a pie-shaped end, or what trowel kind of your trowel that you're talking about? Yeah, it's it's not quite that severe, but it's it's narrower than the rounded trowel that you often see. I found those just to be too big. Okay. And it, I my trowel, I think, is very close to the hori hori knife that you like so much. Yes. Uh, does yours have? Is it flat or does it have a little indentation? Mine is is flat um, throughout. Um, I know I've seen some that actually have like a little indentation they can use for like opening bottles or or breaking twine or something like that mm-hmm. but but my and it's got this serrated edge on one right. side and this the sharp one on the other and that has been my go-to tool you know I thought oh I don't know what what would I use with that and I use that for everything mm-hmm. Mary have, have you ever had one of those I have one I just have not used it as regularly as you have I have two and I asked for another one because I think you could never <laughs> have enough for you and my sister got one Barb got one and so that's one that I you know will say it's a must-have what would your must-have be well, pr- my uh, my trowel for sure. Okay. Um, and then there's this hand hoe that I really like. It's um, like a triangle on the end, and it's sharpened at the long end of the triangle. And it, they are right-handed and left-handed. Oh. Um, and that is that and the trowel. I find I always and I and a clipper. Those are my three always that I take with me. Well, now this one you're talking about with the the, uh, triangle on the end, is Mm -hmm. that like what they call the cobra that has more of a rounded? No. That's not that. No, it's a straight uh, stem, stem, Mm -hmm. and then then that little triangle goes down. It's called various things. It's called um, a Cape Cod or a Ken Ho or a Hand Ho. Okay. So... um, just have to kind of look at them. And what do you use that for? Um, for weeding and for fluffing uh, mulch and for anything else I can think of. That oh, I see. I, I just looked it up. I see what it is. It's a hand hoe. It does have a triangle. Essentially, it's like a hoe, but it's a, yeah. a triangle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big hoe person. I do not believe in turning over the soil a lot because you just bring up weed seeds. So I'm very um, targeted. And that's why I like that. It's got a pointy end, and you can target what you want. And, and you know, get it Mary, out of there. it took me so many years to realize because you know, back in the old days in farming, you used to take the plow mm-hmm. and you used to turn everything over. And I used to, I, I thought as a gardener, you had to turn everything over. I'd take the fork, you know, and turn mm-hmm. it all over. But like you said, you bring up all those weed seeds. So really, now they're learning in, in farming as well that the less you disturb the soil, the better. Yep. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Um. And, and we, I mentioned pruners. There are a lot of different kinds of oh, hand yeah. pruners. Uh, it's important to get, uh, again, a well-made one or they will fall apart. 
Easily, yes. Um, and you want to sharpen yours every year, uh, and sometimes more frequently, depending on how much you use it. Felco, F-E-L-C-O, is a brand that a lot of landscapers use because it is so sturdy. But it is heavy. The advantage of it is there is, again, a left hand and a right hand. Uh, and that is very comfortable for, for lefties. They really enjoy having one that really works for them. It's like having a scissors. Um, and then, of course, you need a lopper if you're going to have any shrubs. So something that will take um, up to, oh, a half or three quarters of an inch is Yeah, is those are the probably. ones with the really long handles. They're like a pruner, right. but they just have really long handles. Right. And they can, I mean, you can really bear down on those and get some big, yeah, big branches off. Yes, you can. Yeah, and and that's nice. And then for those branches that are even bigger, you need some kind of a pruning saw. Yeah. Um, so those would be the things I think that um, most gardeners would appreciate. Uh, on the shovel, there is a thing called the root slayer shovel, that's and it's shaped like a a shield, and it's serrated on the sides, and it's very good for this clay because the point of entry is narrower. Oh, you um, know, I, I just... Have you this, seen those? No, I, oh, I have, but a root slayer. Now, I have not seen a lot of people have those, though, but like you said, it's it's almost, it's it's like you said, it's narrower at the bottom, but it's flat mm-hmm. at the bottom, and it's it looks like it's got a, lot, a couple points you can step on to give yourself you some can. more. So yeah. that is, you said it's got like serration or something? It to, does. To, wow. It does. So it really cuts through this clay very, okay. very well. Um, one of the... Um, gardeners in the Twilight Garden Club got one, and and we've been passing it around. Oh, everybody's <laughs> using this trying it. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those. Ooh, something. We got something great. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know the, that's the thing about the Hori Hori knife is on the serrated side. There's so many more things I can do with that serrated side. Right. You know, whether it's cutting right. um, something off at the, you know, like I'm going to remove some top leaves or stems or something. It cuts right there, and those are that's the best. Isn't that nice? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. nice to have it and be done with it quickly. Right. Yeah. Can you sharpen that? Um, there is a little thing that they have with, uh, <clears throat> I haven't, but there is a, they have a actually little, it looks like a, it's like the size of a pen and they have a video on how you're supposed to sharpen uh-huh. it. But have I done that yet, Mary? Well, I hear you. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I have not and I should. That's why I'm like, I'll, ha- I'll get another knife. <laughs> but you know, the other thing about the Hori Hori knife that I have is I have what's, what's called the, a full tang. And the tang is the part of the metal mm. that goes through the wood handle all the way up to the top. Otherwise, if you've just got one where the metal is just connected by a little bit at the bottom of the, the handle part, mm-hmm. they break off too easily. They so do. this one, you can, oh, you can ream on that thing and it's yeah. amazing. So yeah. again, Worth can't, it. can't emphasize getting something that's that's good yeah, oh, yeah. to start yeah, with. For sure. Another idea for a uh, Christmas present for a gardener is a garden magazines. Oh, good um, one. There's one called the Northern Gardener that I find extremely useful, and that's the uh, magazine of the Minnesota State Horticulture Society. But another magazine that I would recommend, which I think is a great bargain, is um, get a subscription. Well, join the American Horticultural Society. For $35, you get a subscription to the American Gardener magazine, and you get free or discounted admission to 345 public gardens. Really? Now, this is fabulous. Oh. I have gone to gardens all over the United States free because I paid $35 once, 
you know, to um, join. Well, now, this is the American holder, because we have the Minnesota Horticultural Society, right. and I do belong to that, so I get the Northern Gardener magazine, but the American Horticultural Society, that's different, and it you is. get a different magazine. Yes, you do. Really? It's called Horticulture. Yeah, it's a good magazine, too. It is. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm going to have to check into that, because $35 for a membership is a really good deal. Believe me, and and, and uh, you you... you uh, get more interested in public gardens through, and when you take trips and mm-hmm. stuff, then you, you know that you can zip in and uh, quickly look at them. And the Minnesota Arboretum is one of those arboretums. What is your favorite garden that you visited across the country? Oh, gosh. I would say the Longwood is one of my favorite no, out in yes. um, Pen- Pennsylvania. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Wonderful. Right. And, uh, I mean, I haven't visited that many, but that just sticks out. Yeah. Yeah. We have... Um, cabin in North Carolina, so I go to the North Carolina Arboretum quite frequently, and that's a beautiful one, too. Yeah, really. Um, Another thing that you might think about is an indoor plant. Oh, Um, okay. Now, I do terrible with houseplants, Mary. You could be, you could do it. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to give you a suggestion, so plants that take very little (laughs) Okay, let's let's hear what she has. Uh, The ZZ plant, which is uh, a very popular one right now because it takes low light. It's also known as Zanzibar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have one of those. Good. And I'm repotting it because it got to the point where it got so tight in the pot where it's breaking the pot open. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, then it's telling you. But they're slow, and I think you don't have to water them very much either. You don't. In fact, you'll kill them if you water them. Right. So right. the ZZ plant, good, okay. I'm glad you mentioned watering because it is the mistake that most make with indoor plants is they overwater, sometimes underwater, but it's truly more often that it's overwatered. Well, see, I think because sometimes when you we overwater, the leaves start to turn brown, so you think, well, it must need more water, so you right. get more, and then you basically kill the roots. You got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've been there. Huh? <laughs> oh, I've 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 done it many times. Yeah, yes. I like the spider plant. I water mine once a week, and oh. the way I water is to bring it under the spigot and let the water run through it. So um, a good soak. Yeah, and then let it be. Uh, let it drain out. Okay. And incidentally, that's the way to water uh, poinsettias too. Um, if they have that foil on it, take the foil off. Bring the poinsettia to your spigot. Let the water run through, and then you can put the foil back on again. I have seen so many dying poinsettias mm-hmm. at churches because they leave them in the foil, they water them, and then the roots rot. And then right. I think they're like, well, we'll give it some more water because the leaves are falling off. Right. And I think it's it's that foil that kills them. Yeah. You've got to take that off to water. Yep, that's, that's really true for sure. Um, African violets are very easy to take care of. Succulents are the easiest thing in the world. Why to do take I care kill of. all my succulents, Mary? I do not know. Because I swear, I, <laughs> <laughs> they all just shrivel up and die. And oh. I'm giving them some water, but could I be overwatering them? You, what do you think I'm? What you, do you think I'm doing wrong? Well, you could try watering less and see what happens. I die. I want to get you a succulent that you will not be able to kill. <laughs> well, well, Bart Lampson actually made one at Vine. They had a little art class, and they had they made succulents out of of pine cones, and they mm-hmm. painted them so you know, like a uh, pine cone. Can yeah, look. yeah. So, so that one I cannot kill because it's already well. There you go. Yeah. But, <laughs> so that that's the the best guy. So succulents. Okay. What yeah. other things would you recommend? And um, the calanchos. You see those. Um, right now and they're very colorful and they will rebloom for you so how long does it take before they'll rebloom because i've never got one to rebloom well pretty long oh okay so you gotta have patience yeah you really do 
Yeah, you really do. But they're they're nice. Then another idea is seed packets. Uh, If you wanted to get seeds for a friend, you could certainly get old reliables. But all the seed companies have new, improved. Uh, It would be fun to get some of those for someone and let them try something new. Then new colors, new varieties, burpee, uh, select seeds. And there's a a seed company called Sheepers um, that also is a very good seed company. And they, on a lot of their seeds, will give the average seed um, life, which is very interesting. Oh, you mean so like you keep it in the packet and it'll not be good after two years, for example. Exactly. And they tell you how how many years you can keep it. That's helpful. And don't throw away seeds that um, you didn't use up this year. Um, you can use them again. And if you want to test how um, how how much uh, germination you'll get, um, put the seeds between uh, two pieces of... Um, like a damp paper towel damp or something. Damp paper towel, sure. Mm-hmm. And let let them germinate and see how many. So Actually. if you get one... Um, I'll say you get five out of ten, then you'll know half of the seeds you plant are going to... Okay. Uh, but that's, uh, don't throw the seeds away. And lastly, gift certificates to a nursery or a garden center. Um, Bluestone perennials for those interested in perennial flowers. Prairie Moon Nursery for native seeds and plants. They are terrific. And there is a great movement now toward um, native plants and pollinating plants. You know, all gardens really are pollinator gardens to a certain extent. But some um, plants have much richer pollen, richer Natives, yeah, are the best because they They were meant to be here for the they the, are. the ecology that we have. Yeah, right, definitely. Right. So they're super. And then White Flower Farm, which is an outfit out east, and uh, they have quite a variety of uh, plants. Oh, and I get from them too. Yeah. I, all of those above, of, all of the above I have gotten You've from Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any others that. Um, well, I love Proven Winners. They're not necessarily for seeds, but for really good plants. plants. I've been them. But, you know, there's also uh, the Seed Savers in Iowa that, that right. are heirloom varieties and right. things like that. There's Jungs, there's Burpee, there's Gurneys, there's um, Michigan Bulb, there's, oh, I can't say it, Van. England. Van England, is I don't, it? I don't know how to say it. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, there's so many out there, and some I found better than others. And, you know, you can go to a place online called Dave's Garden, and that is an excellent site where there are actual real people that review all of these seed companies, and they'll have, like, the top 30 or something. So I would go to that. Uh, oh, Dave's wow. Garden, check that out. So we are out of time, Mary, but it's okay. been such a delight to have you on. You've given us some great ideas. Mary Walker, Minnesota River Valley Master Gardener, and a Twilight gardener as well. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Sure enough, I enjoyed it. Yeah, happy holidays. You do. Thank you.